never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do Hey guys, and welcome back to Maddie Costanzo's podcast. I have a special guest with me again today, and I'm really excited for this one. I feel like you guys will get um, a whole bunch of little nuggets of information. Um, it's definitely going to be jam-packed with info, so maybe pause now and get a pen and paper, because I reckon you'll need it. Um, but without further ado, I have a special guest. His name is Glenn Hayworth, and I'm sure uh, that sparks a lot of people's minds going, I know who that is, or I know the business or that name sounds familiar. So anyways, Glenn, would you like to introduce yourself and who you are and what you do and everything like that? Hey, Maddie. Yes, I'd, I'd love to. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Been super excited to come and chat. Um, so yeah, Glenn Hayworth, uh, I guess... If you're local in, in the Illawarra, you might know Hayworth Guitars. Um, that's our guitar stores. You know, it started from my dad started building guitars back in the in the early '90s. He started making guitars. He was a high school industrial arts teacher at St Joey's, just down the road here, cool. and used to build guitars with students. Started a business just at home as like a side hustle, making guitars, repairing guitars. And I was in high school at the time, and I would help him in the workshop after after school on the weekends you know, restringing guitars, repairing them and that sort of thing. And then it just turned into a into into a more of a retail business as he left his full time teaching gig to go into this full time. Yeah, cool. Uh, I was studying marketing at uni, would go in, you know, work a couple of days a week, that sort of thing. And then I went all in after uni and we started opening up a couple of different stores. He retired probably about twelve years ago now, or at least semi retired yeah, and yeah. then went fully retired. And so that was my chance to really you know, finance my parents out of the business yep. and then take it on and then really, really turn a lot of our attention. You know, we've got a great local community here. Of course, But yeah. we really turn a lot of our attention online because that was really needed in retail um, as, you know, social media came out, Instagram, Facebook, yeah, cool, yep. e-commerce started to be a big factor. So we transitioned, we really transitioned strongly into online and that's where we, where we now have more than half of our overall revenue now is coming from online. So wow, it was a big shift insane. for us. Yeah. yeah, it was a really big shift for us. I had to learn a lot of lessons, made a lot <laughs> of mistakes along the <laughs> yeah, way, yeah. which we can talk about today. Yeah. Um, but that's, I guess, where like probably most people would know me from that. And yeah. then transitioning into business coaching now. So I, I founded awesome. Resolve Business Coaching and I really enjoy you know helping other business owners succeed, um, particularly with that transition from you yeah. know, into yeah. online, using social media. Yeah. Uh, it's just a whole new game these days, you know. Like back in the day it was, you know, when yeah. we first started it was running yellow pages ad, get people into your store that way and yeah, you know, yeah. look after them and, 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 and that was it. And now it's like, okay, well, we need to learn learn or get someone in to help manage social media, yeah. build a database, nurture them over time, build an audience, yeah. give just give content away for free, become almost like a media company yourself. Kind of like what you're doing here. Yeah, yeah. Just creating content and just building a brand that way. There's so much to it now, but... I know, there's so fun. many steps, like, and it is fun, yeah, you're yeah. right, like, it's cool. I remember when um we first started, like, in the gym and stuff, and, like, us trainers would, like, talk to each other and be like, oh, are you doing enough of this? Are you doing, like, what's taking off? What's not taking off? Like, there's yeah. so many elements that people don't think goes into something, like, yes. but it actually does, and it's so much planning and changing, and, yeah, it's crazy, but... Yes. It's cool because you get to learn. I like it learning. Is. So, um, but yeah, we have a special, I guess, topic to talk about today, which is your new book. Yes. Um, so, do you want to kind of dive into what your book is about? Sure. Yeah, I called the book Retail Domination. I wrote it. It took me probably like 
six to eight months to write the book and then from then it was probably another six months before we we got it you know printed and everything and 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 published so i I call it retail domination um it's all about seven steps seven steps to survive and thrive in retail in the world of amazon google and the online giant so it's basically taking the formula that we use at hayworth guitars Mm -hmm. and putting it into a teachable framework right and this is this is the framework that i use with my clients when i do business coaching and by the way, I don't just coach in retail. It's like, you know, tradies and psychologists. Yeah, and you got all, heaps. Yeah, yeah, all sorts of different business yeah, owners, cool. right? Yeah. Which is fun. It keeps it interesting. And, and really, it just it provides a teachable framework. And I've basically broken, you know, your business down into seven different areas, right? So starting with understanding who your target market is and creating a compelling offer and the messaging to align with that for your customers, right? Then it's all about the online foundation, right? You know, social media, your website, um, building an audience, and then it's about generating leads, and then the sales process, and then um, building a community around your brand and a customer database to nurture over time, and then cash flow in the business, and then systems and procedures, um, you know, and the operations side of things. Where I, I've found that's probably like the final piece that I've sort of been working on more now, particularly in with Hayworth Guitars, is is trying to really establish a business where it doesn't need me to run all the time. So I can kind of take that step back yeah, and yeah. be able to go yeah. into business coaching now and still have the business run and yeah, grow cool. without me there all the time, which has kind of been really challenging, but also exciting to kind of see, you know, my guys step up to leadership roles and, and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, and you're giving people jobs, which is awesome as well. well so, yeah, you know. It provides opportunity for the guys, yeah. which is exciting. if They can see room to grow. Yeah, what do you think maybe one of your biggest challenges have been so far maybe? Oh, there's been a lot, but like definitely one that stands out, which is in the book, which is not long after I took over the business, I lost our biggest brand, our biggest supplier, basically, which were, we were the biggest seller in the world of this brand for like six years in a row. And we, we lost access to them. And it was a big lesson for me because I remember like when I got the email from the supplier, uh, that we no longer had access to their brand, I nearly, like I felt like I was almost going to have a heart attack. It was that much of a shocking... Yeah, like a gut-wrenching it type was feeling. Like, it was... Wow. Uh, cause, because they weren't just a big brand. They were, they, were more than, they were more than half of basically all our sales. So picture like, you know, just thinking, okay, we don't have access to now this brand, which is essentially like half of our business. Yeah. Um, so that was like really tough to overcome. Um, that was, that was, uh, probably like seven, eight years ago now, but that was tough to overcome. Um, we had to develop a plan. We look, I learned a lot of good lessons from that. And that was a challenge that I definitely appreciate now with perspective. Hindsight, the, yeah. The looking back, it was yeah. like chaos. It was yeah. like a fire was going on in the building, but, but looking back now, it was really good to get, it was really good to get that challenge because yep. it helped me to see that, look, we had all our eggs in one basket. Now we've got the risk spread over multiple brands. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it, it allowed us to build up, to, to really build these other brands and to build them in our, in our business as well as the, for the brands themselves. And, and to really focus strongly, even more, even more strongly on our social media and our audience and our, and our website in order to really promote these brands yeah. and to listen to our customers and what they needed to. So, um, so some really big lessons that that was definitely one. Yeah, um, cool. There's been some other big ones too. I'll tell you one more, right? <laughs> All one right, more one because, more, yeah. Because this one was a big one too. When we opened the Wollongong store, so we had customers talking to us for years about doing a store in Wollongong. We started in Kaima Downs, you know, this small little yeah, yeah. garage yeah. kind of setup. Then we went to a little shop just 
across from Jones's Beach there in the, you know, like in a really little kind of shopping uh, complex set up. It was really just like a fish and chip shop was there and a bakery and that was yeah. it at the time. Now it's really thriving. Like yeah, it's, it's cool down there it's now. It's a really, yeah. really cool vibe down there, some good little restaurants. But at the time it was like no one there. So we had this little shop and we had a lot of people asking, you know, when are you going to do a Wollongong store? And we didn't do a Wollongong store until I took over the business and then it was 2000 and I want to say 2013, I opened up the Wollongong store, right? We launched it, it was big, we, we did a big, I did a big world record attempt, I've played the ukulele for 25 hours straight, <laughs> we, we got like make a wish in there, we raised like 10,000 for them and so we made a big okay. deal about it which was cool, yeah, cool. And, and we did some good stuff for make a wish at the time which was really fun but I really underestimated what it costs to supply stock um, to fit out, fit, out, fit out a proper like, like, sure. a, like really yeah. do it properly. Yeah. And I, under, I underestimated how much that was actually going to cost. Yeah, right? okay. like, and it was a really stressful time because I invested heavily into the business at the time and it put us under a lot of pressure with cash flow. So I kind of went, had, to, had to learn and kind of really dive into, you know, the psychology behind, you know, building wealth yeah, and saving yeah, and, yeah. Like, and watching your spending, watching every little cent in yeah. the business to to grow from there yeah and okay I'll, that's another experience that i'm really really grateful for because growing from that experience has helped you know has helped me in so many ways in the business moving forward from there yeah and obviously we got through that challenge but it 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 led me to dive deeper into understanding cash flow in the business yeah. particularly with physical products understanding how to manage it properly how to find out what's the best performing stock stock turns gp like it really made me dive in and understand it even more um to get us out of that situation, but now we run a much better model when it comes to cash flow in the business um, because I went through that challenge. So yeah. it's kind of like I know you're big on mindset, yeah, but, yeah. but you go through these challenges to really if you can if you can go through that challenge and pull out the lessons, yeah. Then I mean, then it was well. Well, worth then going you, yeah, that I was gonna challenge. say. Then you're always like growing and you're learning and like that's what yeah. Like I say, mindset. It's like failures are the best things. At maybe not at the time, like you were saying, but yes. like hindsight, it's like it's where you learn about yourself or you learn about your business and you understand what you need to do better next time or what you can change for next time. And totally. I think that's that's really cool. But um, just touching on obviously the challenge you had before that one. Um, I had a question. It was about because you were talking about social media and stuff like that, and you've kind of seen obviously both sides you know back in the day and now um so how do you think like business has changed now with social media and online stores yeah social media is such a huge part i know look my clients probably get sick of me uh talking about this in our sessions but it is so key to build to build a brand to establish trust to establish yourself as an authority and as an expert in the space these days to have it to have an audience um it's really where it's really where the game is won yeah. Right. If you can build it, if you can build a great audience who, who trust your, your expertise, who have a strong rapport with you and 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 your staff and your team, you know, it's it's it, it holds so much weight in your business because really it's a strong what we call a marketing asset, right? You know, what what helps businesses succeed is strong marketing assets. And, and a great audience is an awesome marketing asset. It means that you don't have to go into your business and cold call people trying to get people in the door. Yeah. You, don't have to, you don't have to do the old school ways of like door knocking. I was going to say, or, yeah, I've never done that. You know, no. <laughs> yeah. but, but, and, and I've done it, but it's like if you can build a strong audience and just give value, you know, and obviously, you know, I'm sure you know Gary Vee and follow Gary Vee stuff. Yep. You know, he's all about building, building an audience, providing value, 
jab, 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 right hook. If you, if you constantly give, 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 then you can ask, you know, with a sale, with an offer, with, you know, um, with, with a call to action. But it's all about building that audience first. It holds so much weight. And really, a lot of the time we, fo- we try and focus, uh, you know, a lot of us try and focus on getting new customers in, right? But if we can really look after the customers that we have and the audience that we already have, look after them more, provide more value for them, right? Then that's, a, that's an amazing way to help our business grow by providing positive word of mouth and just focusing on those customers and the people that they're going to tell rather than spending a lot of money on advertising and marketing. Yeah. You know, you can always, you can still yeah. do that, but make sure that you optimize your current business model Yeah, first. and I think that really works in like smaller towns, like obviously Kiama and stuff. Like I think majority of my clients have come from word of mouth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah. I think that's a massive thing that people don't even think about because they are, they're worried about getting new clients. Yes, you know? absolutely. And I think that's a key point. I love that you touched on that. That's well, good. there was like, you know, the Zappos model, which was, uh, I don't know if you know Zappos. I don't think, it's not really an Australian business. I Googled it because I read your book. And right, <laughs> so, right, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so. so online shoe store yeah. and they sold to Amazon for like, you know, a large sum of money um, a few years back. But basically their, their business started and they just had they just had a really strong focus on just rock starring their current customers. If they could do that, they didn't have to spend marketing dollars and they could just get the same customers back, they would create raving fans out of their customers to get them back again and again and get them to do the marketing for them. And that was their kind of their, basically their Mm. business model, right? So all about just looking after the current customers. It's something I honestly learned from my dad. Like he was amazing. He's, he's, He's such a good communicator with people and he was just massive on just, you know, we had a little small garage that people would come to. I mean, you just had to be really, really good at talking to people and, and providing great customer service and looking yeah, after them. Yeah. So they would go and tell their friends. Right? Yeah. That was the only way that we could really start that business is to just be amazing at, at, at customer service and looking after people. So that's a culture that I've really tried to keep going today in our business, yeah. even though it's such a bigger beast these days with online and we're dealing with customers from all over Australia and some international customers too. That's a, that's a big thing for us is to keep that, that culture going and that's really our our mission in the business is to provide the rock star experience for anyone that comes into touch with Hayworth Guitars, right? Yeah. So that's what I try and still instill today in our guys. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. It's big, it's massive. And mm. I feel like social media, it, it just keeps growing. We were talking the other day about like the new apps that are coming out and like yep. it's just work. Like you always yes. have to just put in the work and the effort and the time and sometimes like like I think I love Instagram. Like that's my number one go-to. I don't, I think I said to you, I don't really do much on Facebook. It kind of just yep. converts from my Instagram. Yep. But I had a question, like, if you could pick one app at the moment, what would be your favourite? You know, like social media? Or yeah, yeah, just in social media. Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely on Instagram a lot. I think that's I think that's a great one. I think that's a really great way to build an audience. I think there's a lot of eyes there at the moment. Um, I think that particularly in physical products um, or in the or or in the service business, you know, obviously LinkedIn. If you're B to, if you're doing B two B, great to be on LinkedIn too. Facebook is great. It works in well with Instagram, particularly for doing Facebook ads and, and great place to have a group, you know, if you've got a yeah. gym or a membership. Yeah. But I think for me, Instagram is probably like the number one uh, at the moment. It's And I think you've just got to go, I think you've just got to double down on what's working. I mean, yeah. for me, that's, that's a big place where I have an audience there, particularly for Hayworth Guitars, but also for my coaching. It's where I focused on building a, a, an audience there. That's where I get a lot of people, you know, talking to me about, you know, coaching and, and getting mm, advice yeah. and that sort of thing. So it's definitely Instagram for me. Um, I don't know, moving forward, if Insta- there'll probably be a, a new 
type of Instagram else, yeah, in the future. Else will come out. I've experimented a little bit with Clubhouse at the moment. I don't know if you've been on there much, but that's a only that's twice. A new one. Oh yeah, we're talking about that. I've been on it twice, and it's still just it's not. I haven't put the time in. That's the thing. Yeah. I haven't put the time in. I haven't put the effort in to yeah. look at it to to actually see what value it can be. I know yeah. there obviously is value in it. Yes. You just got to actually put in the time and it effort. It does take time. It does take yeah. time. It's like anything, right? And and for me, I definitely haven't put in that time yet. But you know, I'm starting to start a few rooms and that sort of thing, yeah. and 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 starting to get the ball rolling there a bit. But I, it is a good place, particularly because I am. I love Instagram. It does tie in quite well with Instagram itself. You know, it's yeah, okay. it's the only like you can't send direct messages on Clubhouse. You need to go from there to to the person's Instagram, which is connected to their Clubhouse. Oh, okay, and cool, send the messages yeah. That way, so yep. it does work in pretty well with Instagram at the moment. So it ties too. it in, yeah. So yep. that's yeah, because pretty much all it is is you join a room and you just talk for x amount of minutes, times yes. whatever, and then. Yep. Put your hand up, have conversations with other people, and then yeah. leave. That's it. Yeah, similar to like a podcast, but really it's kind of like other people can join in and yeah. and and enter the room, leave the room, raise their hand if they want to ask questions or add some value. So yeah, so for this sort of stuff, I think it's it's great. It's obviously, you know, it's starting to get bigger, but it's it's only I think available for Apple, you know, for yeah, iPhones at yeah, the moment. Yeah, it's real limited. Yeah, so. Cool. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm keen to see if there's a new app that will come out. I do love Instagram. It is my favorite. And yeah. TikTok. I like TikTok. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I think that's go. fun. We've got a girl at, at, at work who's, Bridie, who's, you know, she, she's basically supervising the music school for us and she's always pushing me on TikTok. She's like, we should do a TikTok. So I think, I think yeah, we probably need to do something there. Maybe just for the guitar, you know, yeah. the guitar space, yeah. music, that sort of thing. It's more like entertainment, I find TikTok. Like I, and I've found that a lot of like TikTok people have now come to my Instagram too yep. because I've turned off like notifications for TikTok. Like I see that just purely as like entertainment and a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah. So yep. that... So that I've turned off all notifications to that and messaging and everything. So they have to come to my ah, Instagram cool. because yeah. there is an Instagram button on the TikTok. Yes. So it, it works, but it is fun. I cool. like it. Well, I'm enjoying making reels on Instagram. And I think that's really like we made one at Hayward Guitars on Friday. And I mean, we've only made two, but because we've kind of put in that effort to build a good audience there, they're getting some good views. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, and they're fun. It's so that entertainment value, yeah. I think, I'm, I think Reels is maybe the gateway drug for me to get into Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. TikTok's so. definitely – but there's a lot of crap, I reckon, on TikTok as well. Oh, so 100%. Um, yeah, it's, it varies. But anyways, um, touching on – I know we touched on mindset before. Yeah. Um, and obviously – you said that you you love mindset, and then what you're talking about with your challenges and failures and yes. mindset's a big thing when it comes to that. Like, yeah. um, so like, why do you think it's super important? And also, what do you actually do to keep your mindset strong? Because everyone has like you know the yeah. ice ice baths and oh, yeah, chain yeah. and like all these different stuff. But why do you think it's important? And what do you do to keep it strong? I, I think like I don't know the exact stats there, but I'm you know, but it feels like mindset is probably eighty percent. And the strategy behind it all is probably 20%, like to most things, you know? Yeah. Like if I'm coaching someone in, in, in the business game, I can't throw strategy after strategy at them if their mindset isn't in the game. Yeah, like of course, if, yeah. We don't have, if we don't have a clear idea of their vision, where they want to go, and their purpose behind it, why they want to do it, then it doesn't matter how many strategies I give them. I could tell them exactly how to grow their Instagram, exactly how to build a business and you know, and, and get some big wins on the board quickly. But if they're not yeah. if they're not connected to that, yeah. and if they're not aligned with that, then it's not gonna work. So mindset is the big piece there. Um, for me, I 
I have, I guess for me, it comes down to like your habits and rituals, right? So I think if you can have a strong foundation of what works, figuring out what works for you and then scheduling in that, that and making sure that you're prioritizing that. And, and sometimes it's a matter of setting firm boundaries and saying, actually, time for me is important. Yeah. Time for me to go to the gym is important. Time for me to have that ice bath or surf or whatever it is for you, meditation yeah, yeah. is important. Have that so time. giving yourself permission to put yourself first, yeah. I think is really important. I think that's what a lot of people need to learn is that you can't keep giving unless you're, unless you're giving to yourself first. Yeah. Like when the oxygen mask pops down in the plane, they tell you to put it on you first and then help others, right? You can't, you can't help someone else if, if you're not topped up yourself. So I think that's a massive one is putting yourself first. So, and I know that sounds bad. It's like, well, you know, it sounds bad if you've got kids and everything else, but, but you do have to understand, you know, how to, uh, like, because, you know, resilience and achieving things and everything, it's all about understanding when you need to rest, when you need that to top up, when you need to give yourself time to just sit, be with yeah. yourself and recharge, right? So it's all, it's playing the long game. You know, we can all play the short game and we can go hard for, you know, but we're going to burn out if we don't find ways to sustain ourselves through that. So for me, it's at, at the moment, I'm having cold showers in the morning. I get to the gym every day at the moment, pretty much six days a week, maybe sometimes yep. seven if I can that's get there. That's still good. Yeah, the morning, that's right? good. For me, that's a big one for me. Um, putting on my headphones, listening to some inspirational stuff on YouTube and that sort of thing. Um, I, I usually have an audio book that I'm listening to at different points as well. Um, and for me, it's really just getting my schedule right. So every Sunday night, I take my diary and I plan out my week. Yeah, and I'll cool. take my long-term kind of calendar, like Google Calendar, and I'll schedule in when I'm doing things that week. But I'll actually schedule in time to work on my goals. So I've got goals that I'm working on and I've got action steps I need to take. And I'll make sure I'm scheduling time to do those actions in the week, right? Yeah. So that I'm making progress on yeah, those my baby long, steps, long-term yeah. goals, right? Yeah. If we don't schedule, if I don't schedule time, something else will fill up, you know, fill yeah, up. Yeah, something time, else right? will take the time, exactly. yeah. Not the time that you need for other things. Yeah. I yeah. always say like uh to when I go do talks in schools, I say to, yep. to kids like how many goals how many of you have tried to set a goal and they all put their hands up. Yep. And I said, How many of you put like action steps towards that goal and they all like drop their hands? I was like well, unfortunately, that's a wish. That wasn't a goal, like yeah, you know. True. And and so many of their like little light bulb moments go yes. off, and they're like, "Wow!" Yeah. Like and people just don't understand that yeah. they can set a goal, but if there's no steps towards that goal, yes. it's just like you're spinning the wheels really hard, but yeah. you're not going anywhere. Exactly. It's like Tony Robbins talk about uh, talks about if you talk about it, it's a dream. If you plan it, it's possible. But when you schedule it, it becomes real. Yeah. So that's actually cool. writing the actions down and when you're going to do those actions is so powerful to making it to making it become a reality. Yeah. So it's a really good point. Yeah, I know. I love goal setting. I and pe- I don't think people talk about it enough. You know yes. what I mean? Like people just go, "Oh, I'm going to get there." But how do you get there? Yes. Yeah, you know, like they just think that you're going to click your fingers and yeah. or Mary Poppins and you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice to talk about it, but you got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. you got to do the action. Yeah, yeah people yeah. I like you know, as a trainer and probably similar to you in your business, it's like, how do you get good at guitar? It's like, well, we yes. practice it, you do it. And it's like, yeah. how do you lose weight? Or well, you go to the gym and you train yes. or you go for a walk. You know? yes. People just don't do that little action step. Yeah. They just want the answer. It was like a magic pill or something. Well, so let's bring it back to what we're talking about with mindset, right? So, so everyone knows that in order to get in shape, you need to exercise, you need to eat right, right? Yeah. But so everyone kind of already knows that strategy, but... But the reason not everyone does it is because they haven't got they're, they're not aligned with it. They haven't got a big enough reason. They haven't got it as a goal. It's not their why, and and they haven't got their mindset connected to it. So, 
So, um, so just bringing it back, you just reminded me to talk about that for a second. Is that is that yeah, the strategies can often be fairly simple. Uh, you know, like it's, it's just sometimes doing them. It's actually do, <laughs> yeah. doing them and actually giving yourself permission to 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 do it, and also to create a big enough reason to do it for mm. yourself. You have to get to the point where. You know, it all comes down to pain and pleasure at the end of the day. Yeah, I um, do, this would be good to see if you did this. Um, when you started, I guess that strategy and putting those action steps in for that me time. Did you ever feel guilty for having that me time? Yeah, of course. Like, I think I, I think I set myself up. I guess before we had our little boy Archie, right? So I kind of, it probably would have been harder to really make some massive changes now that we've got him and he's yeah. three now. We've got another one on the way due in September. But That's uh, exciting. Yeah, which is exciting. Yeah, going again. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think I, I really did it. Probably I started doing it more in my in my kind of twenties, where I just knew that I wasn't going to get to where I wanted to go if I was constantly being a pleaser, and that was a big one for me. Is just trying to keep everyone happy. And saying yes to everyone, yeah. And ultimately, you're kind of saying no to where you ultimately want to go by putting everyone else, everyone else's needs ahead yeah. of yours, right? So I had to really think about who I wanted to hang out with. That was a big one for me. Um, I've always loved being around people. I consider myself a pretty social kind of person, so I love being around people. But it was really, um, you know, understanding who was going to be really there to support me and where I wanted to go, and who just wasn't anymore, right? And so making some decisions there. And, and then also, yeah, figuring out what were the big things that I needed to do to really get myself to where I wanted to go. So I think it's, you know, if, if, if we can provide value to, to the listeners, it's really about, um, you know, who are you hanging around at the moment? Because if you're, if you're hanging around people who uh, aren't supporting you, aren't encouraging you, aren't going to help, help you be the person that you want to be and get you to, to the destination you ultimately want to go to, you know, make some decisions there. Yeah, right? and, sure, yeah. And... Some, it might be family, it might, but I mean, you can love your family, but yeah, you can also yeah. pick your peers. Yeah, for right? sure. So choose who you're going to associate with, spend your time with, and then what are your big, what are your big rocks? Like Stephen Covey talks about the big rocks in a jar. What are the big things you need to get sorted first? What are the, what are the big values that you've got? You yeah. know, is it going to the gym, working yeah. out? Is it, um, you know, walking the dog? Is it going for a surf? Is it meditation? Is it family? Is it, you know? So what what are your big rocks in the jar? Get them sorted first. Then all the little things. Is can this like a video? Around. Yeah. Yeah. There's okay. Been, yeah. Yeah. He yeah. does it often at the yeah. seminars and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. This is a, a talk I had with a client of mine recently who had, has this big goal, but was doing all sorts of things like uh, yeah, but I also want to learn piano, run, and I also like do marathons and all these other things. And I said, well, okay, so you've got this big goal here, but you've also got these other little goals. Um, are they going to help you get to the big goal? Well, a lot of them yeah. aren't. So sorry, like even though I run, I have a couple of music stores, right? Yeah, and I yeah. know piano is cool <laughs> and it's really good to learn piano. It's not going to help you get to your ultimate goal. So that needs to, sorry, piano lessons need to take a, ba- a back seat for yeah. now. And, and, we, and we had to just work through, you know, getting those big rocks in a jar for him to get, to get him towards this massive goal that he set for himself, right? So... I think if you can get those big priorities first, then all the little things can fit in around them. Yeah, for yep. sure. I like um, I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen that video, and then he puts like sand or yes. water in it, and yeah. like pebbles and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. if you go, if you do it in reverse, if you fill it up with water and then put the sand in, and then the pebbles, and then the big rocks, there's mm. no room for the big rocks to yeah. fit in, right? Yeah. 
like if you put the big rocks in first, you get I'm the big quarries in first. I have to try and find first. that link somewhere. Yeah, there yeah, is really there is good. a cool video. Oh, it's, yeah. It was years ago that I watched it, but it, yeah, 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 it's an I'm, old one. He wrote the Seven Habits to Highly Effective People. That's it. Yeah. And so, so he's been doing that talk for a while, but. Um, but yeah, it's just a good analogy of, of getting your big things in order first and then and everyone then else and all, everyone else's priorities and everyone else's needs and all the little things can fit in around it. Yeah. And, well, and, and it does take <coughs> sacrifice sometimes, like, which is yeah. good and, and bad. Like, I mean, I love, I love playing footy, right? And I, the last couple of years I haven't played because I've been working hard on, on, the, on the business coaching, setting that up. Mm-hmm. And I've been spending time with more time with my son and, and wife on the weekends. And yeah. so... I've had to make that sacrifice, which sucks because I love that community and, yeah. I'm gonna, and, I'm, and I'm getting down there here and there, but I, but I just had to make that sacrifice. Change, yeah. I, I've done a previous podcast on like positive and negative sacrifices and like yeah. what they are and stuff. And my main, uh, I guess, like story behind it was like when I did my ACL the second time, yeah. you know, everyone tells you to be a good a teammate and you should turn up to the games and keep watching and stuff, but I couldn't because every time I got there, I was so upset because I was just sitting on the sideline in a knee brace. Yes. So my positive sacrifice was actually withdrawing myself from that situation. Gotcha. You know, yeah, and yeah. but people don't understand that. They just see like, oh, you're a shit teammate, not turning <laughs> up. And I was like, yeah. well, my mental health's more important than it like, is. you know, yeah. and if they're my teammates, my friends, like, they'll understand, they'll understand. you know sometimes but you just need to step back that sacrifice that yeah yep. you need to take him sometimes yes. but yeah that's why i asked you back to the first question like if you felt guilty or not because i remember the first few times yeah. i felt guilty and when yeah. i talked to other people yeah they say the same thing they're like oh i feel guilty i didn't give enough time to this person this person blah 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 yeah. and i'm just like well if you're not working no one else is going to work either yes. you know yep. we got to all take our time for ourselves and i think a big way a big way to get over that guilt is to actually put pen to paper and write down all the reasons why, like if you're feeling guilty, say to your family, right, that you're making some me time. Let's write down all the reasons that you need that time to be better for your family. Let's, 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 yeah, let's cool. create, you know, like let's take that guilt out of it and say, actually, this is benefiting them because by me topping myself up, I can be a better dad, right? I can be a better husband, right? So, so, and, and, and then on the other side of it, all the things, all the things that will happen if I don't make that time for myself. You know what sort of what sort of parent will I be? What yeah, well, sort of that's powerful. Will I be? Yeah. You know, if I don't make this time for myself, right? So we actually have to have to create, you know, um, more pleasure to doing this than pain, right? And if you if you've got too much pain in making that time for yourself, well, then you've got to write down, you've got to flip it and say, actually, this is this is this is it's going to be painful if I don't do this. Yeah. Like it's going to create immediate pain if I don't do this right now. So we actually have to kind of get leverage on ourselves that way. So if you're feeling guilty for taking for making time for yourself, write it down. Write down the reasons why it's actually going to benefit you and those ones that you're feeling guilty about, right? How's it going to benefit you and what's it going to cost you if you don't do this? Let's get real about that because ultimately it's true, isn't it? Like if we don't make that time for ourselves, yeah. How are we gonna? How are we gonna be the person we need yeah, to be? Yeah, how can right? we work for everyone else? Yeah, yeah. Right, thank you. That's I bet you that's left a lot of people thinking. Hopefully, and yeah. Pausing it, write those down now well, while you remember. Good, that's yeah. a good one from um, Dr. John D. Martini. He has his D. Martini method, and he's very big on writing down those two columns. Like, yeah. how's it gonna benefit you? What's it gonna cost you if you don't do it? And like, not just writing down one or two reasons, but writing down like fifty reasons. Like, just keep writing. Just keep going. Yeah, he's big on that. It's, Get it's, it out of the mind and on good. paper. Yeah, it's pretty good to sort of work through that through yeah. those blockages cool. that way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. Um, my next question to you. Uh, you've given us obviously lots of tips and tricks today, but like, what is one tip or trick you could give someone starting maybe a new business or currently maybe struggling a little bit with their business? Yeah. Okay. So if you're if you're starting a new business, um, look. 
I think that a big a big thing to do when you start a new business is to think about who your target market is, right? So it's step one in my seven-step framework. It's in the book. It's in the workbook I work through with clients. Understand your, your audience. Understand your customers, your clients. Who is your target market? If you aren't sure, then picture who your perfect client would be. Who, who would you love to work with? Who do you love working with? Who is it just effortless to work with and it's just easy and it just feels right? So who is your target market? Understand what their needs are. Understand what frustrates them, what their pain points are. What's the core problem that they're trying to get solved, right? If someone's coming to you, you know, yeah. it might be, um, you know, someone's, you know, out of shape. They need to get into shape. Their pain points are um, that they, they might be overweight. They can't control, they, they don't have an eating plan, right? So they don't have a, a schedule. Yeah. They don't have a plan to set themselves up for success long term, right? So it's understanding that. If you can really understand the pain points of your target market, then you can craft a compelling offer in the form of a solution for them yeah right so and, and your messaging can can align with them so when you when you start off in business you have to think about okay what's what's my mission you know and what's my messaging that i'm going to have on my website and my social media like what problem am, am i there to solve because ultimately that's what we're in business for right we help people solve problems yep that's what we do if you're a great problem solver you just got to work out who who you're solving the problem for what's their core problem you're solving and how you're going to do that right so but if you're starting out in business, I would start to think about that. I would think about, you know, ultimately. Number one, yeah. Yeah. And, and before even that, it's about, we talked about mindset. So it's about your vision. It's about, okay, where do you ultimately want to go with this? Five to seven years, writing down your vision. And then chunk it down to some shorter term goals. And if you can chunk it down to some shorter term goals, I like to work with 90 day milestones and saying, all right, okay, here's my ultimate vision. But in 90 days, if I can just get these things done in 90 days, I'm going to get closer to that vision, right? Yeah. So shorten it up, 90-day goals, set some actions. But I think a big one to start with is really understanding your target market, understanding you know what their pain points are, what their needs are, how you're going to meet their needs, what the messaging needs to be on your social media. Then you can start to work out, okay, what's the kind of value that they're going to get from following me on social media, right? If I'm going to build a, an Instagram account, Facebook, or LinkedIn, if I'm going to create a, a social media account, what kind of value are they going to get from this? So ultimately, if you're starting out a business, I would think about that and I would also work on building your audience. So build your audience yeah. and just, and you have to be willing to give. Yeah. Like it takes yeah. sacrifice, as you know. When you start a new business, a new venture, you have to be willing to give. And Grant Cardone talks about it in his 10X book. Good book, read that. Great yeah. book, right? Yeah. And what I love about it is it's so true that he talks about any venture you undertake. Like, for example, a new business requires 10 times the amount of effort that you thought it was going to take. Right, and it's so true, isn't it? Like yeah. when you think about, okay, I'm going to launch this new business. Like writing this book. Like I thought this book, I'll sit down, I'll write it, I'll get an editor to do it. It'll be done in like four or five months. It'll be out there. It took ten times the amount of effort, <laughs> ten times the amount yeah. of like back and forth, ten times as long. Like it just, yeah. it just requires so much more effort. It's the same with business. You have to be willing to understand that this thing, this thing is going to take some work. You're going to have to give a lot. You have to give a lot of value, a lot of you know advice for free, a lot of things for free to start with, to build an audience, to build trust, to build rapport, to establish yourself as an expert, and then you can start to ask. So it does require a lot of giving in the early days too. Yeah. So be willing to do that. And if you're struggling in business right now, look, that's a big that's a big one. Um, it depends. Like I would have to get some context around like yeah. why they're struggling, but I would say they're they're. 
there's one big thing that you can do right now and that is to just focus on providing value for your audience. So it comes down to understanding your audience, your target market, how you're gonna provide value for them, how you're gonna meet their needs. And if you can do that, if you can meet their needs, provide value for them, you're gonna build that audience, you're gonna build that trust, that rapport, that connection, you're gonna build the following. And that is ultimately like one of the best things that you can do for your business is to build that audience, build that trust, build that rapport, build that connection. So. There's obviously a lot of other things there too to unpack, but they can message you about that one. There we go. Yeah, get in touch with me if you yeah. do, if you don't want to talk, and happy to, to do any. Particularly for your listeners, if anyone wants to do a strategy session, like a, I'm happy to do to look at doing like a free, you know, twenty to thirty minute strategy session. If you are in business and you do want to talk, happy to do that as well. Cool, so. thank you. Oh, that's awesome. I um, I'm learning a lot from this podcast. So I'm sure a lot of people will also be learning from it. Um, and definitely want to send you a message or two. But I have. One to two more questions for you, and then yeah. I can let you go enjoy your day. Yeah, but, yeah, no, no, I'm enjoying um, this. You, good. Yeah, you're giving us so much uh, insight and info, so I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but this is a question that I ask everyone on my podcast. Yes. Um, I got asked this myself, and it was a cool one because I've never heard of it before. Yeah. Um, and it's good because a lot of people, it's like really relatable once you answer this, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice to know from like obviously a business owner like yourself. Um, what your thoughts are and so pretty much the question is is like what's something that you've learned in the past um that you now believe is actually like wrong or incorrect so you actually had to change your view on something you know people like to be stubborn and not change their views and fight to the death and nail to always be right but what's what's something that maybe you learned once and has changed yeah all right so I'll, i'll go back to when i was a teenager i felt like i had to be around people to understand to to really feel like I had, I knew who I was, you know, I had to be around my friends and, and people like I relied on other people to, I guess, form my identity, which is kind of, I, I guess it's kind of normal when you're, when you're young to rely on your peers yeah. to, to feel a sense of identity, right? Yeah. Jay Shetty, do you know, sorry to interrupt, do you yeah. know him? He's, yep. He said a good quote once, like the more that you rely on other people to know who you are, the more that you're lost. Yes. And I was just like. Phew. It's spot on. Um, I had to learn when I was 19 to to learn how to be alone, learn how to just sit with myself and understand who I was, right? And it and it took for me it took like a quite a quite a traumatic experience to get to that point, um, which like isn't isn't always ideal. It can create a lot of stress and a lot of uh, fear and stuff that needs tackling. But I think I needed that in order to go through that um, and to get and to get past that. But for me, it was learning that it's okay. You have to get comfortable with with your own thoughts and understand that your thoughts aren't you. They're just thoughts. They're things passing by. You can choose to listen to them or you can choose not to, right? And it's good to sort of be like the third person in that situation and and notice them, right? But I was just, I just didn't want to be alone. Like I love being with my friends and I love being, because I was kind of afraid to be alone. I was kind of afraid to, to be with my own thoughts. So I had to get to the point where, I had to deal with that and I had to face my fears. I went and saw a counselor for like uh, nearly 12 months <laughs> to, to get, to get past this and, and to really, to really um, appreciate, understand who I was, you know, what topped me up um, and, and set some boundaries and, and set some, set some firm, I guess, rules with who I want to associate with. So for me, it was, I thought that you had to, that, that I had to be around people in order to understand who I was when really I had to kind of, take that time to myself to yeah. figure out who I was, what I wanted to do, 
and start getting my my shit together, so to speak. So yeah. that was a big lesson for me back in my in my late teens um, to learn to just just sit by yourself and just uh, listen listen to your thoughts and think about what you really want. You know, a lot of people know what they don't want. Like, I don't yeah. want this, I don't want that, but that's not going to help you get what you want. You have to understand what you want. Uh, that's why creating that compelling future, that vision is really important. And then you can set your goals from there. And you don't have to worry about the how when you set the vision. When you set the vision, it can just be all about the why and, and getting connected with that. The how can come when you start to chunk it down to shorter time frames. Yeah. Then we can say, all right, here's the actions that I need to take to get there. Now, now it's more manageable. Now it's a bite-sized chunk. But the vision is just about getting connected and getting excited about creating a compelling future. Yeah, so cool. I think that's really important to just understand what you want and why and and then sit down and work out a plan for how to get there. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that little story. Um, I think a lot of people will resonate with that for sure, especially in the in the like the younger demographic, sorry, like a lot of obviously my audience is that around probably that age now. So that's yep. probably going to like really help them. Um, and even a bit younger, but parents too, they have young kids that would probably listen to this and it'd be great for yeah. kids to hear that as well. I think that's super important because um, sure. there's so many more pressures these days. They have the social media and they yes. have the, the online and this, that, which we didn't have growing up, which Absolutely. I'm so glad I missed out. I just yes. missed out on that. Yeah. So it was yeah. good. But um, yes. well, we're going to just wrap things up. Is there yeah. any advice or anything else that you would like the listeners to know about yourself or something that you want to kind of leave them to think with or anything else just before we wrap up? Um, I think it's just good to keep things in perspective. I mean, I think it's just really good to just understand, look, you're probably doing a great job wherever you are. You know, you've probably had to overcome some difficulties already in your life. I'm sure you have. Um, and just realize that, that you know, that you're, you're doing a great job. It's not easy sometimes, you know, like particularly having gone through, you know, COVID year that we've had. If you are in business, if you are a teenager, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many challenges out there. So I think just acknowledging, look, you're probably doing, already doing a great job. Don't be too hard on yourself. Look at how far you've already come. Look back at the journey that you've had. Look back to where you were five years ago, 10 years ago, and look at how far you've come. Look at what you've learned. And just know that there is a compelling future for you. You just have to, you just have to decide what you want and how that's going to look. And you can take control there and you can create it however you want to. Um, but just sit, understand what you want, get inspired. I mean, if you, if you don't know what you want, get inspired. Start watching some inspirational movies. Start you know, talking to some people that inspire you. Listening to podcasts like this could be a great start too, yeah. you know. But get around people who inspire you, who 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 just love life, and then then you might be able to then it'll it'll rub off on you. Yeah. Then you can start to think about actually, I, I like that. I want to be that kind of you know. I want to be there. You know, I want to be doing that. So, uh, I think that's really important too. So just appreciate the journey that you've been been on so far. I'm sure you're doing a fantastic job. Don't be too hard on yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back and let's go next level in 2021. Yeah, I love it. Boom, that's, that's <laughs> such a good way to finish. Thank you so yeah. much for jumping on. I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys need any more information from Glenn, um, I'll have everything in the notes on the podcast. I'll have his Instagram. Um, I might grab his email or his phone number as well and I'll pop it in there. Yeah. Um, and you can also buy his book, Remember Retail Domination. It's full of everything and more that we spoke about today. So it's really, really insightful. Um, but that's it. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Maddie. Thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, really appreciate you having, having me on, Maddie. No Thanks worries. Again. All right, bye. Bye. Yo, never let them stop your grind And when it's time, don't ever let them stop your shine Why? 
Cause you work hard to get there When you get stuck, look up, don't just sit there There's haters regardless, just do what you do You ain't through till it's finished, man, that's what winners do